hands and say the power of prayer there is a wonderful incident mentioned in mark chapter 9 verse number 14 to 29 this is an incident that we all know but many times we wouldn't have read it in detail as what god meant through this passage this passage is mostly known as the passage where you can see just before that just before that mark 9 don't show the verses yeah mark 9 from one onwards the bible says the mount of transfiguration few months back when i was in israel myself and my wife we had a golden opportunity to go to the mount of transfiguration and see the place where jesus was transfigured and moses and elijah appeared to the disciples but there is a big realm a big revelation from mark chapter 9 regarding the power of prayer which many of us have missed out normally when we read that passage we feel that you know jesus was god he was transfigured so god wanted to prove that this is the son of god let me not try to be like him but that's not the case jesus had a major message for all his disciples come on his disciples shout a big hallelujah please oh wonderful you're all his disciples now while i'm going to pick up some few important words from the whole passage and then we are going to list it down the bible says in mark chapter 9 verse number 29 jesus said this kind of a powerful demonic spirit can be cast out only by fasting and praying i like the tpt version i am reading from the tpt version for people who are watching us online if you do not know what tpt version is the passion translation which is the latest english bible translation which is very similar to the amplified bible but very powerful spirit oriented and there is a real passion in those words i like that word many of the versions omitted this portion many of the versions in english do not have this verse in the bible but here the bible says in mark 929 this type of a powerful spirit can be only cast out by fasting and praying come on lift up your hands and say by prayer once again by prayer even yesterday night i heard discussions in our church how can we overcome the demon people in christianity are less worried about how can we be like jesus but we are discussing more on how we can overcome the demons how we can fight against the demon how we can battle against the demon how we can win over the demons and people are saying you know after becoming a believer there is always a spiritual fight in my life i am not able to win over it each time i want to pray i am not able to pray each time i want to read the word of god i am not able to read the word of god each time i want to go to the church i am not able to do that because there is a demonic spirit which is stopping me but jesus said every kind of a wicked spirit can be cast out only by one thing by fasting and praying come on somebody say big amen to it only by fasting and praying you can win over the enemy come on turn to your neighbor and say you need to fast come on when you tell your neighbor tell your neighbor i will also fast hallelujah now this verse when jesus said we need to read mark 9 1 to 28 to understand what happened are you with me are you with me today are you with me okay what is the passage just before that after the mount of transfiguration even when jesus comes down he sees a lot of people and there is a big 
discussion or a debate as we normally say it in Christianity. There is a debate happening between the religious scholars called the scribes and the disciples of Jesus Christ. The debate was regarding the demonic powers because there was an example which was happening there. A boy who had a spirit of an evil one in him is not being delivered by the disciples. So there was a commotion, there was a discussion why this is not happening. You know, the entire discussion was around a demonic force. Suddenly, Jesus walks into that crowd. Every time Jesus has walked into a place, be rest assured, the kingdom of God was established in that place. Come on, somebody clap their hands and give glory to Jesus. Jesus is a, not a loser. He is a victorious God. He wants to be victorious. He wants to walk into the problems. He wants to walk into the demonic realms. He wants to break the powers because the Bible says every power of the enemy will be broken by the power of Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then the people say, Lord, we brought this demonic spirit to the disciples, but nothing happened. They tried all sorts of things. They tried shouting like us, come out. It didn't come. They kept on repeatedly saying, in the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. The demon didn't come. They applied some South Indian tricks as well. They said the blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. The demon didn't come out. They gave some water to the demon. The demon didn't come out. They did everything, but the demon did not come out. But when Jesus came, one word, one command, the demon left. Something which took hours for the disciples, something which took hours for the normal person, one second by Jesus, the demon is out. Now the disciples were ashamed. The Bible says that evening when they, they were home, not in the public, when they were home, they're asking Jesus, Jesus, Please tell us what happened. What went wrong? Why were we not able to do this? Few chapters back, few days back, you gave us the authority. We drew out the demons. We brought out the demons. But why not now? That's where Jesus said, these kind of demonic spirits can live only by prayer and fasting. Now you need to come with me to the Mount of Transfiguration. Mark chapter 9. Verse number 1, the TPT English Bible says, TPT English Bible says, Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, there are some standing here now, will not experience depth until they see God's kingdom realm manifest with the power of God. I like that version. Some version says they would not die till they see the kingdom of God, which is so confusing that people don't get to understand. But the TPT Bible has got it right. The TPT Bible says the kingdom of God will manifest with power. Come on, somebody say amen. So manifestation of power means kingdom of God has to win over and another kingdom. Am I right? You agree with me? When do somebody say that America is a powerful nation? Because when America defeats somebody in a war, then it becomes a powerful nation. Am I right? They got involved in the Kuwait war in the 90s. They got involved in the war against Taliban. They were the ones who captured Osama bin Laden. They got involved in the Syrian war. Everywhere there is a war, there is America. So we call them the most powerful nation of the whole world. Am I right? Wherever there is a win, there is always a powerful. Nobody calls India as a powerful nation because we haven't got indulged so much as the Americans are doing. Am I right? Now Jesus says, come on, disciples, you 12 of you, there are some people here. He didn't say all because he was excluding Judas Iscariot. 
is that some people standing here will see the kingdom of God manifesting with power. Now the Bible says in verse number 2, after six days, okay, so most probably looks like he would have said that on Sabbath day, during the, the, during the regular meeting, and after six days, which is the previous day of the Sabbath, or the next Sabbath, the Bible says, Jesus took three of them, Peter, John, and James, and I like the TPT again, and hiked up a very high mountain to be all alone to pray. There's a great key of prayer in this chapter. There is a great key, great secrets in this passage how to operate power in the kingdom of God. All alone, he took three of them and he went into the Mount of Transfiguration. In the Mount of Transfiguration, we know that Jesus was transfigured before their eyes. Moses and Elijah appeared. Now I wondered why Jesus took these three guys with them. Do you know something? This was the first time that Jesus ever took his disciples to pray with him on a mountain. I'm not saying an amen. All these days, these guys did not know what Jesus was doing on the mountain. They knew that Jesus would withdraw. Jesus would go on a mountain and pray. And when did Jesus start praying? The Bible says, I like that portion the Bible says in Mark chapter 1 verse number 35, long before daytime, Jesus would go to the mountains at a secular time to pray. If you ever come to the Middle East, Israel, 5.30, 6 o'clock, it's bright and sunny. So long before the daytime is probably, I assume, somewhere between night 1.30 or 2.30, Jesus is on the mountain praying. And what would be the disciples do? Of course, we are also the disciples of Jesus, so they would have similar nature to us, like us sleeping. That's why we all came to late church. To office we go on time. For an interview we be there. Even if there is a train to Trivandrum or Hyderabad, we'll be there on time, on Majestic Railway Station, even though the tra there is a huge traffic. But in the church, we are like the disciples. But for the first time, Jesus woke them up and said, come, come, come and see what I'm doing. So the Mount of Transfiguration, when you read it, the Holy Spirit was telling me, son, people feel that this happened only once and for all because the disciples saw it once. This was not the case. There's a revelation which the Holy Spirit came, gave me. Every time Jesus was praying on the mountain, all alone in a secret place, he was transfigured into the glory that he was carrying. The angels were ministering to him. Moses and Elijah were speaking to him about the ministry, about the work of God. That's where Jesus said, I do what I see my father doing. Where did he see that? On the top of the mountain in a secluded place to pray. He brought the disciples to understand that this is how you need to continue the legacy, continue the ministry which I am doing. Now Peter and John and James for the first time are seeing Jesus in a transfigured white clothing because all these days he never took his disciples with him to pray. And the glory of God came. Mighty glory of God came. Elijah and Moses came and they were praying. Why Elijah and Moses? The Bible says about these two people who basically did not see death. We know that Elijah was taken by fire. But what about Moses? The Bible says no one till date knows the place 
where moses was buried because god buried him the original translation says god took him off he is referenced in hebrews the bible says he was so faithful in my house many times we think about moses as a bad leader come on no moses was the fantastic leader in the old testament we think that one mistake he did god did not allow him no 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 god loved him so much if god allowed him to cross over to the promised land we would all have to believe in the law he didn't do that he waited till joshua yeshua jesus would come god loved moses even more than all of us he was faithful the bible says in hebrews i like that verse i think it is hebrews hebrews 2 he says moses was faithful in all things you didn't hear me moses was faithful in all things of the house of god the bible didn't say that he was unfaithful like us he was faithful now two of these people god preserved moses was the great leader that god had the law elijah was the greatest prophet of the old testament the prophecy now these two things are fulfilling in jesus the greatest law the greatest prophet jesus christ are you getting it because he wanted to start a new testament now these two things are coming together the disciples are seeing this for the first time he took them three of them peter john and james because they would be the foundation of the new testament church peter and john were the first to preach the gospel james was the first to be martyred for the gospel of jesus three very important people out of the rest of the nine he brought them up now there is a voice god says this is my son always listen to him now for the first time peter listened to jesus because jesus said come on peter don't tell anyone what you saw until my resurrection happened and the bible says he kept it as a secret normally peter is a person who cannot keep secrets but he kept it as a secret because the father's voice came to him this is my son do listen to him are you getting it now they come down the mountain okay so now these guys see what jesus is doing on the mountain top they saw jesus praying jesus moving into the glory realm jesus moving into the power realm jesus moving into the anointing realm jesus hearing the voice of god is hearing the voice of god all this supernatural realm on the mountain top and then now he is coming down i always wondered why mountains why mountains mountains had a great significance in the bible in genesis chapter 8 verse number 4 and genesis 8:20 to 22 the bible talks about the first mountain called as mount of ararat where noah's ark rested noah's ark is the church this the church is resting on a mountain then we see the second mountain in genesis chapter 22 verse number 1 to 14 the mountain of moriah where abraham sacrificed or was ready to sacrifice isaac and god said abraham you are righteous now we see the third mountain in exodus chapter 3 verse number 9 to 10 lift up your books please show me your books where you are writing down my message where are your books make sure that you bring your books please exodus chapter 3 verse number 9 to 10 the mount of horeb or mount sinai myself and grishma we had a wonderful opportunity to go to mount sinai in egypt it's so huge everywhere you look around you see mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains so the entire belt of mountains is called as mount sinai there and one of the mountains is mount horeb what happened there 
God commissioned Moses. God spoke to Moses. In the same mountain, in Exodus 19, verse number 18 to 20, God gave the Ten Commandments. Then again we see Elijah on the same mountain, 1 Kings 19, 12, Elisha is on the same mountain. Isaiah 25, 6, the death is destroyed forever on a mountain. There was a prophecy by Isaiah that death would be destroyed on that mountain. Which was that mountain? Mark 15, 22 to 25. The Bible says it's the Mount of Calvary. Golgotha. Death was defeated once and for all. Why mountains? Always there is something specific on the mountains. The Bible says... In Psalms, I forgot the reference. In Psalms, God's foundation is on a mountain. So I was trying to understand what is this foundation. Then I read, heaven is his throne and earth his footstool. Heaven is his throne and earth his footstool. So I believe mountain is the lap, is the bosom of the almighty God. Because these things which happened on mountains were unique, were special to specially designated people of God. Now I have three children. Now if I want to tell them something dearly, I would keep them on my lap, hold them close to my bosom and then whisper in their ears what they are supposed to do. People were in conversation with the almighty God in that high mountain. Number two, in mountains there was no disturbances. There was nobody to disturb them. It was a beautiful place where very few would take the pain of climbing the mountain and coming into God's presence. Prayer is a mountain that you should climb. You're standing at the top, the bottom of the mountain and you're lifting hands and say, Hey Jesus, come and help me. You're not even bothered once in your lifetime to come up that mountain to pray. You're not even bothered once in a week to come up to the mountain and pray. But when you come to the mountain, it's all supernatural. The power of the kingdom of God will be released. Come on, somebody clap your hands and give glory to Jesus, please. Come on, clap your hands. When you clap? Everybody. I, I don't want half of the crowd to clap. Come on, keep clapping. Keep clapping for till I tell you. Keep clapping, keep clapping. In this case, I like the African brothers. They are not like Indians. When we say clap in Africa, they all clap. Indians are so conjuice even in clapping. Because they feel, if I don't clap also, nothing will happen. Pastor will not notice. Somebody else will clap. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus, please. Now they came down. So what was the mind, in the mind of Peter, John and James? They saw the glory of God. They saw what Jesus was doing. They understood what Jesus was doing. Now they came down. Now the TPT Bible says, Now they came down to the mountain. There were the other nine disciples. So three of them with Jesus, who came up the mountain, who saw the glory, who experienced it. Now they come down and they see the other nine and a big commotion there. So who is trying to bring out the demons? People who never prayed. People who never came to the mountain. People who never had a face-to-face -face encounter is trying to bring out the demons. My dear brothers and sisters, 
I know that many of you like to serve God. Many of you like to minister. Many of you like to serve God in ministry. Many of you like to be preachers. Many of you like to be pastors. But there's one thing you should be ready to do. Spend time on the mountain of prayer. You just can't put a suit. You just can't put a tie. You just can't put good clothes, hold a mic and start preaching. It doesn't happen. People didn't understand that the ministry of Jesus was more praying on the mountain than what he was doing down the mountain. Are you with me? He was spending hours in prayer. But he, when he comes down, one second miracles are happening. What are we doing? We are spending hours in praying for our miracle and we are commanding the demons to go out. The demons is not going out and after 10 years of salvation, 15 years of salvation, we say, Pastor, I am not able to pray. You are not spending time on the mountain. Now they come, there is an argument. The man out of the crowd spoke. It is the, the father of the son. He brought him to Jesus. One second, there is a delivery. Am I right? There's one second, there's a delivery. But before that, Jesus said one important statement. Come with me to verse number 23. 22, let's read 22. The Bible says, It tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into fire. But please, if you are able to do something, have compassion on us and help us. Now this is our prayer many times. Oh Jesus! If you are able to do something, have compassion, help us. This is how we pray. But this is not the prayer what God is looking for. God is looking for power-oriented prayers. Come on, lift up your hands and say power-oriented prayers. No, 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 you are not saying that. Once again. Yesterday I was spending a little bit of time watching Peppa Pig with my children. Now Paul likes Peppa Pig. So Carissa wanted to see the story of Ruth. So after that we moved to Peppa Pig because there's a balance. So I told Carissa, Carissa don't worry when you were small also you were seeing all these Peppa Pigs but now you like the Bible stories. So in Peppa Pig as I was seeing a cartoon, Peppa Pig's father, he parked the car at the foot of a mountain and he's going to a mountain where there is an old castle. So there is a guide who is explaining the castle and he says, this is the weapon, the bomb which we used during the, you know, the ancient times. It looked like a stone and he pumps the bomb, the bomb comes, the stone comes and falls just beside Papa Pig's father's car and said, Papa, Papa Pig's father said, oh, you must have destroyed my car. By the way, the bomb didn't blast. This is how our prayers are. They are putting stone bombs everywhere, but the bomb is not blasting at all. The blast has to have power in it. Your prayers have to be powerful. Come on, if you are understanding it, clap your hands and give glory to Jesus. Now here is a man who says, if you are able to do something, have compassion, general prayers. Please do something. This is how we pray. Lord, please do something. My salary is a big problem. My job is on the, please do something, please do something, please do something. That's not the way to pray. We are going to look at the model at which how Jesus prayed in the second part of my message. Hallelujah. Now Jesus says in 23, what do you mean if? Even today morning Jesus is asking many of you, brothers and sisters, what do you mean if? Jesus said, if you are able to believe, all things are possible to those who believe. What was Jesus telling in that? 
if you are really believing in the power of god your words will testify that your actions will testify that your deeds will testify that come on you're not believing it you're not believing it if you are really believing what jesus would do your words would say that prophetical prayers spirit oriented powerful prayers prophetical prayers many times we don't realize what we speak the holy spirit executes how many of you believe that the holy spirit is living right inside of you really really so do you take it out every time you go home do you take it out when you come to church put it in the form of an idol and worship it if you are spirit filled the words you say are spirit powered if you are spirit filled and what you say is according to the word of god the holy spirit will definitely do it to glorify the name of jesus come on somebody clap your hands and give glory to jesus please but i like the answer the reply which the father gave oh lord i do believe but help me in my little faith that's a key to receiving supernatural miracles many times we boast of our faith we say i have great faith great great faith and nothing happens people tell me pastor i have lot of faith but no miracles for the last one year you need to pray lord i have faith but please help me put the right words please please help me to believe please help me to believe how many times have you prayed lord please help my faith how many times have you asked the holy spirit to help your faith how many times have you asked increase my faith we don't pray because we are self righteous people and we say we have faith if you closely read the book of job job was righteous in the eyes of god but there's one problem he was trusting on that righteousness he was self oriented in making himself feel that he is righteous that's where you read the conversation that he had with his friends the holy spirit is speaking to his friends job don't depend on your righteousness lift up your hands and say oh lord i say that i need more faith in my life i need more faith in my life yes i definitely need more faith in my life yes i definitely need more faith in my life the more you pray the more you will see the power of the living god in my life now jesus said come on demon out one second the demon is out hours in prayer one second miracle from today can we change our lifestyle can we give much priority to personal prayer i'm not talking about coming and praying in the church of course you're doing well i'm not talking about coming and listening to my message on a sunday of course you're doing well good god be with you but personal prayer the more you increase the more you will see supernaturals in your ministry young people want to do ministry young people want to serve jesus fantastic desire that's the best desire as young people you should have but what's the key spending hours 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 and pray how many of you are ready to pray now i'm going to teach you on my second part of my message i'm going to teach you how jesus prayed jesus is our model for everything am i right lift up your hands and say jesus is my model once again jesus is my model once again jesus is my model So if Jesus is your model in everything you imitate Jesus that's why Paul says I imitate Christ Jesus Are you getting it the disciples of Jesus were called as Christians because they were imitating Jesus 
Now we're going to look at the five aspects of the prayer of Jesus. Write it down. The prayer life of Jesus. Number one, he had a specific time to pray. Write it down. Specific time to pray. Mark chapter 1, verse number 35. Long before the daylight, Jesus went to pray. He had a specific time. You know, we all have these latest mobile phones which have this alarm in that. Am I right? The clock alarm. When we were small, we used to have that sound, that bell sound and with that sound the whole house would get up. But these days, we have the snooze option in the mobile phone. So if it rings also, you would have put the most softest tune. Sometimes people put my aradhana. Pastor Anisha's aradhana is the ringtone. Swaradhana. So that would take you even deep, you know, deep sleep. See, I know people are laughing in my church because you have done it. See how the Holy Spirit is telling me all these things. So we press the snooze button, we again sleep. Now we remember the office timing, we remember our manager's face. We remember our access control and the card, we get up. Then there is a big rush in the home, every day in the jacket. Where is my jacket? Where is my bike? Where is my car? Where is my shoes? And there is a big chaos in the house. And there is a rushing, fast rushing in Bangalore traffic. Start your day with prayer. From today, let my church, let my Hope in Jesus family in Trivandrum, all over India who are watching me over the webcast, from tomorrow at least, keep alarm a time for prayer. Don't just pray one minute prayers. Don't expect miracles in your life if you are just praying for one minute. Just leave Jesus. That's the best thing that you can do. Why follow Jesus for him like a magician? He's not a magician. He is God. He is in a relationship. He wants you to come and time spend time with him. He's waiting for that. He's longing for that. He's looking at your heart because he loves spending time. I like this verse in Psalms 5:3. Put it on the screens, please. Psalms chapter 5 and verse number 3. I like this verse. It's a very powerful verse. Come on. Show it quickly. Psalms 5 and verse number 3. Psalms 5 and verse number 3. The Bible says, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. O Lord, in morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. The Bible is promising a conversation. We, are, we want promises. We want promises of God. Where do we get it? We, we try to listen to a pastor's message. Ah, oh, praise God. I'm listening to Pastor Anisha's message. He's going to tell some promises and I'm going to receive it. That's not the way. You cannot just get it. The Bible says, the promises can be got from the Almighty God. The first time I went to a church in, to preach in Durban, South Africa. As I was preaching, I said, Today the Lord will heal you because He promised that He will heal you. Suddenly, some 10-15 people got up, they walked to the pulpit and they said, kept some money on the pulpit. I was wondering why that happened. Then after some time, after five minutes, I said, Today God will supply all your needs according to Philippians 4.19. Another 50-20 people came up and put money. So then I understood, whenever I give promises, they are claiming it by giving an offering. So I changed my message immediately. Instead of giving promises, I started giving principles. Now everyone sat for the full message. Nobody got up to give an offering. This is how the world is. People want the promises. People want the promises to manifest. But the Bible says, my promises are ready in the morning, early in the morning. 
you come and what does the psalmist say in the morning i will direct my prayer to thee and i will look unto thee i will make my ears attentive to you to hear the promises of god in my life we as a ministry have a promise for this year definitely in the ministry it will happen but i am not sure about in your individual cases prayer is a relationship god is looking for you to come to to hear what he says and you talk back in response i love my three children i always encourage them to speak to me early morning when i get up paul gets up with a smiling face he sleeps to he sees sleeps next to me so he gets up today morning also i woke him up and said come on paul get up wake up and he woke up in the morning is with a smiling face he says in evada poova where are we going today i said we're going to the church come on get up drink the milk so then he was happy this is a conversation early in the morning that will direct him for the day so he was prepared he got up and he took a light color blue shirt and a black pants and he wore a belt like me and he said papa please put a blue shirt and a and a black pants and put a belt like me because you should look similar to me he's going to the church I like the way that he dressed himself up. He didn't put the jeans, he didn't put the t-shirt because he's not going to the school, but he dressed himself as going to the church because he was directed in the morning. Now how many of you have prayed today morning? How many of you woke up before 5 o'clock today morning? Not for work, but for prayer. <laughs> I know why he lifted his hand. I know that he is working because he told me that yesterday 4 o'clock onwards he has to work, but for prayer. Let's let's turn it. Now the Bible again says like these references Luke 4:42 Luke 6:12 Luke 5:16 Luke 9:18 Luke 4:42 Luke 6:12 Luke 5:16 Luke 9:18 There was a specific time for the prayer of Jesus. Number 2 Are you ready? Come on are you there? Hallelujah. Number 2, there was a specific place for Jesus to pray. The Bible calls it as a secluded place which is a private place mostly all alone. Mark 1:35, Luke 5:16, Luke 9:18. Write these verses down. Mark 1:35, Luke 5:16, Luke 9:18. He had a separate place to pray now where do we have in bangalore we don't have spaces to live and then we say pastor what are you talking about you can find a secular time of praying all alone how is it possible pastor practically in bangalore wake up before everyone wakes up you're all alone in the home Just come to the living room and pray that's your prayer room now many pastors preach i heard god's voice in the prayer room so once I asked a young man are you hearing god's voice he told me pastor i live in a 1 bhk and there is no room which i can spare to be my prayer room so i cannot hear god's voice you have a full house to hear god's voice get up early in the morning before everyone gets up you can hear god's voice a secular place why jesus want to move away from the distractions now what all distractions do we have in this world Number 1 the people around us number 2 the things we carry with us always 
Now what are the things that we carry with us always? It's the mobile. Even to the bathrooms now people are carrying mobiles. I was in Australia the other day. There was a young boy who is having holidays from his tent. So I was seeking for him. I was staying in his house and I was seeking for him. Hey, where are you? And his elder brother told me that he's in the bathroom. He's in the mobile. So I was wondering that normally in bathroom no need to take anything because everything is there in the bathroom. You go with your clothes, get yourself and washed and come out. Now people are taking mobile phones to bathroom because they are using that time also to use something fruitful on social medias. Jesus was all away from this. Number three, he was away from the crowd. What is the crowd? He's your profession. You can't be on the laptop on one hand, coding and then praying the spirit. That you can do it in office because Paul said, constantly pray. Pray without ceasing, but not during your personal prayer time. Are you getting it? I said three things. Number one, he was all alone. He left everyone, family, brothers, sisters, his best disciples. He left all alone. He left them alone. He went to a secluded place. Number two, no distractions. Number three, no profession, nothing. He was in a specific place. There were places that he prayed. Luke 4.42, the Bible says, he prayed in the desert. Why in the desert? Because nobody would ever come to a desert. If I tell you that there is a tour which is going to be organized to the Rajasthan, Thar Desert, would you all come? Nobody in my church would turn up. But if I say, I am taking you to the beautiful, most garden of base in Singapore, I am sure everybody would apply leaves. Even those people who did not have leaves for the family, faith in family conference would come for the Singapore trip. Because it's a garden. Now Jesus is going to the wilderness. No one there. Nothing. He's fasting there. He's fasting and praying in the wilderness. Now the other place is Mark 6.46. He goes to the mountain. I already spoke about the mountain. Nobody would hike a mountain. Nobody would come up a mountain. Nobody would easily come up. We don't normally see supermarkets on the mountains. Have you ever seen a supermarket on the mountain? We only see in India, we only see the cross or the temples or some holy places on the mountains. We don't see the supermarkets on the mountains. Have you ever seen a film theater on the mountain? No. Very few. On the mountain top, he was away from all the distractions. Number three, I like this. He specifically prayed. That's the key of your miracle. Don't be unspecific in your prayers. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, don't be unspecific. Once again, don't be unspecific. If your child wants an admission in that school, if it is according to the will of God, pray constantly to get it. If you're looking for a job in that company, if it is the will of God, you pray, God will do it. Many years back, I was working in a normal company in Technopark in Trivandrum after finishing my post-graduation in Trivandrum Engineering College. I was praying, Lord, I need to come up in one of the top five companies to work in Bangalore. If that's the case only, I would come. I kept on praying. I tried in Yahoo, didn't get it. Kept on praying. Tried in Oracle. Seven rounds of interview. God's grace got a job in the year 2007 and I came to Bangalore many years back to prepare the kingdom of God all for you. So when I came at that time, Oracle was one among the top five. Yahoo was also among the top five. But within two years, Yahoo had to shut down his operations. 
But when your prayer is specific, God didn't send me to the Indian companies because I was praying for a multinational American company that God would give me a job. Be specific in your prayers. In the year 2016, when we had a fasting prayer, we prayed that the first three needs, the most important three needs, God would give that that year. And my wife prayed, Lord, please give us a small home in Bangalore. She prayed in January, February month, we registered it. I, I think you all remember my testimony. Zero finances, no bank balance, no plans of buying a house. The supernatural miracle got the house and the person of the house says 2 lakh interiors free. Why? The prayer was specific. Now Jesus paid specifically. Let's see this. Luke chapter 22 verse 31 and 32. Luke chapter 22 verse 31 and 32. There's a conversation between Jesus and Peter. And Jesus says, Simon, Peter, I am praying for you consistently. Jesus was praying for Peter consistently. What was Jesus praying? That Satan, see all the prayers are related with the spiritual warfare. We say that, you know, pastor... After coming to Jesus, I am engaged in so much spiritual warfare that I have ended up in big problems because you are not praying. If you were praying, the victory you would have got it on the mountain top, you can release it when you come down the mountain. He was praying, Jesus was praying for Simon, 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 I am praying for you. Satan wanted to sift you like wheat, but I did not allow it. I prayed and I took victory over it. Come on, lift up your hands and say, pray and take victory over it. Come on, come on, once again, pray and take victory over it. If the demon is stopping your marriage, pray and take victory over it. If demon is stopping you from having financial blessings, pray and take victory over it. If demon is having from an anointing, consistent spiritual life, pray and take victory over it. Some people are like mountains and valleys in spiritual life. January month, high spirituality. February month, low spirituality. Then there has to be a conference to bring them up. No! You need to be in a consistent growth. Jesus, in the word of God says, grow in the maturity of Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. It's a straight line growing up graph. How do you do it? When you pray consistently. When you pray specifically. Now I like this verse. John chapter 17 and verse number 9. John chapter 17 and verse number 9. Put it on the screens please. John chapter 17 and verse number 9. The Bible says, Jesus was praying not for the world, but for the disciples, those who were given to him. He was praying specifically for the people around him. How many mothers are there who pray specifically for your children every day morning? How many fathers are there who specifically pray for your family every day morning? How many children are there who specifically pray for your parents every day morning? We just are, don't pray, we don't remember it. We just pray, Kardave, Lord bless my children. No, be specific on their names. After the Lord revealed this, I normally pray, Lord, I pray for Carissa, I pray for Paul, I pray for Grishma, I pray for Priska, I pray for Grishma, I pray for my father, I pray for my brother, I am specific, even for the church, whenever I remember, I don't remember all your names, forgive me for that. But whenever I remember the people's name, I pray specifically for that family, because the prayer has to be specific.
Are you getting it? Now Jesus is praying specifically for the people who have given. Be specific in your prayers. Don't be just go. You know. You know. Just no, no, no. What do, what do you say that in English? Just just beating around the bush prayer. Be specific. If you want a victory in your studies, be specific. If you want a healing in your eyesight, be specific. Are you with me? Are you with me? How many of you have prayed that the evil one will not touch your children? People forget to pray. People just pray, Lord, give me whatever we need. Give us finances. Give us a good house. Parents pray to forget for their children. And then the evil one catches over them, takes them to drugs, pornography and all the bad things. Then the parents will start coming to church. Pastor, can you conduct a three-day fasting prayer for my son? It was not the church's responsibility to conduct a three-day fasting prayer for your son. It was the responsibility of the parents to wake up early in the morning, a specific time, a specific place and the specific prayer for your children that would have done it. It might not see, it might not reflect quickly, but God has a purpose. Till my 14th age, I was an obedient son. I was listening to my father. I was obeying his words. I was doing ministry with him. But then Satan caught me into his kingdom. Addictions came into my life. Bad things came into my life. Fill him and everything. But my father was consistently praying specifically for him. What is the end result? 10 years I was in the world. But after 10 years in Bangalore, God brought me to salvation through Pastor Paul Tangea. God changed my life. God filled me with the Holy Spirit. And for the last so many years, God has enabled me to serve Jesus without failure. Why? Father prayed. Start praying for your children at a very young age. Don't wait for them to become 15, 18 and then I will pray. Start praying at the young age. Many times the reason why young girls fall into relationship is because the parents have forgotten to pray for them. Start praying. Pray specifically. Pray specifically. Number four. There is a specific way to pray. I know that a new generation church like us wouldn't mind so much of this, but let me encourage you. Number one, in that... Number four is specific way. Number one, the subheading. Pray loudly. Don't pray small secret prayers. Pastor, it's okay that I pray in my heart. You are not true. Bible says, what the heart is filled, the mouth confesses. The reason why you are not able to open your mouth and praying is because your heart is under the captivity of the evil one. Devil is least bothered about you coming to the church. Some people say, Pastor, when I got up today, I wanted to come to the church. But suddenly I saw a black dog. I decided I will not come. Foolishness. Devil is least bothered about that. Devil always tries to stop your prayer life and fasting life. Come on, somebody say an amen. Now how did Jesus pray? Matthew 26, 39. In Gethsemane, one of the translations says, Jesus prayed with a loud voice. Come on, lift up your hands and say, loud voice. Once again, loud voice. People around you should know that you are a prayer man or a prayer woman. Your neighbors should start complaining, can you please reduce your volume when you are praying at home? Now people are starting to think, oh right. 
Some people are thinking till date my neighbors haven't even known who is living next to them because we were so quiet. That's good. That's a blessing that you're not fighting in your homes. But people should hear your prayers. You're not hearing me. People should tell that's a house of prayer. They pray, they pray, they clap their hands and pray. Jesus was praying loudly. I like the words in Hebrews 5:7 quickly on my screens. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 7. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 7. When Jesus was in the days of his flesh he offered our prayers with supplications crying tears one of the verses says loved voice he cried out and he prayed so why was jesus going all the way to the mountain not only to pray for his ministry but to pray for you and me but to pray for his disciples with loved voice he was crying and praying number 2 you can cry and pray some people say it's an old fashion come on get lost some people say you know the kingdom of god in the new testament is full of joy so no crying jesus cried and prayed he cried and prayed because crying is an emotion recently i was hearing an article a youtube video about sadguru talking about banning beef and he said one of the reasons that you shouldn't eat beef is because the cow cries it's very true some of the animals do cry if an animal is not stopping its emotion of crying how can we stop our tears jesus as he was going on to the way to the calvary when he saw the women of israel crying he said jerusalem daughters don't cry for me but cry for your children how many mothers are there who cry for your children we cry when they don't get an admission we cried when they don't get first class we cry when they don't win the competition yesterday was sports day so i went because it is a holiday i went to see paul and priska running now they said on the mark set ready go tuck and there were some big tall boys in paul's classes like me they just ran towards the finish line poor paul he tried his best but all the weight and he came fifth and priska was in her own world that she decided to win from the back so she was from second from the back and she was very happy with that now paul is so sad paul is crying i want a medal i want a medal i want a medal now because he saw his classmates getting a medal now because i was spiritful i told him i will give you a medal i am going to give you exams on the sunday class in february for all students i am going to evaluate the students of my church and those who pass my evaluation will get medals Now what if I was not a spiritual father I would have cried and prayed Lord please give my Paul a gold medal in the next running race that's not my prayer I am praying Lord make me faithful to finish the race which Jesus has called me make my son also to be faithful in the race which Jesus has called me Are you understanding what I am trying to say how many parents are there who are crying and praying for your children cry and pray the bible talks about in the old testament king ezekiah he cried and prayed 15 years were added to him ho oh! there's a secret if you cry and pray you can have long life some people feel that crying you know makes me a weak man no you are crying in the presence of your father because when you are in a strong relationship you would cry there is emotions number 
you can kneel down and pray there's a lot of spiritual meanings to this but i don't have time to explain all those first kings 844 oh 854 solomon knelt down and prayed the glory of god filled the church kneeling down and praying first kings 18 41 to 46 elijah prayed for rain supernaturals when you kneel down and pray supernatural miracles happening there's verse in psalms or in first samuel or second samuel i forgot it king david says my knees started feeling feeble and with pain he was kneeling and praying for more than 40 days because 40 days was the ritualistic custom of fasting he was praying beyond that he was kneeling and praying then he says now i have pain i have severe pain now he was kneeling and praying the king was kneeling and praying to the king of kings but somehow in the modern world in our churches in our modern churches we are so comfortable sitting on good chairs, easy halls, and we are so happy worshipping, standing, we are forgetting to kneel down. As a young boy, I still remember, we were taught to kneel down and pray. It is an act. Every time there is a physical action, the Bible certifies it releases spiritual powers. Oh, you didn't hear that. Every time there is a physical action, the Bible certifies there is a spiritual release of the power of the Almighty God. You cry and pray, there is a spiritual release. You pray loudly, there is a spiritual release. You kneel down and pray, there is a spiritual release. You know the reason why I tell you to pray loudly, recently also, God is giving me this conviction. I actually implemented it in Australia. In Now people living in other nations like Indians, once they move out of India, their nature would definitely change. So in Australia, people would be timid to share the experiences what happened during the prayer time. They wouldn't like to tell it out in public. They would like to keep it in their hearts. But I encouraged certain people to open their mouth and to speak it in the public realm. You know why? Because God told me, when you speak it out in the spiritual realm, the Holy Spirit will definitely do it. Come on, somebody clap your hands and give glory to Jesus. No, 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 no. Come on, you're clapping. Clap the best, clap the best. Last year when God gave us the promise that God would take us to nations, we said in every meeting that God would take us to nations. God was faithful in promising. First time he took us to Africa. First time he took us to the continent of Africa. Two new continents to preach the gospel of Lord Jesus Christ. Don't keep it as a secret. Recently, I had an invitation from the United Kingdom to attend a conference. It's a very expensive conference. So I was sharing this with one of my friend pastors. So I told him, Pastor, now there's a conference coming, so he's putting pressure on me to come and attend it. It's very expensive, so I am thinking whether not to go. So then I added on to it, Pastor, there's a person who prayed for me the other day and he said, God would send you to Europe in 2019. So I know that I would go to Europe. Now I am telling this in public realm in the month of January. If it doesn't happen, the name of Jesus cannot be glorified. Now when I tell it in public, you are hearing it. People on the web are hearing it. We, I haven't been to Europe anytime. But God would send me to Europe this year. That's His promise. Now when I say it in the spiritual realm, the Holy Spirit would consider me as an action of speaking out the words of faith and He will do it for the glory of God. Now what happens with us? God gives you a word. And you keep it to your heart because you're so scared to tell it out. If it doesn't happen, 
Now God would have told a young man that I would make you a pastor. But looks like I have to study again. Looks like there is no way of doing ministry. I am going down the other way. So he would be so scared to tell it out. But if you tell it out, it would happen. That's why I encourage my children to tell. And that's why Paul says I am Pastor Paul. I know that he has to be Pastor Paul. You are not saying an amen to it. I am least bothered whether he becomes a software engineer or a medical doctor. I am least bothered. But I know that he would become a pastor. He would serve Jesus. The more you speak out loudly, the more you confess, miracles will happen. Number four. four lifting your hands and praying. 1 Timothy 2, 1 to 4 and verse number 8. Exodus 9, 29. Exodus 17, 11. Moses lifted up his hands towards heaven and he was praying. Whenever Moses was lifting hands and praying, supernatural miracles were happening. Come on, somebody say an amen. Whenever Moses was lifting hands and praying, supernatural miracles was happening. Supernatural miracles. The power of God was released. The more you lift up your hands and pray. I like lifting my hands and praying. You know, especially when I walk and pray, I like lifting my hands and worshipping and worshipping, 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 worshipping and praying. Number five, falling on the face and praying. I like that position also. Genesis 17, 1 to 12, Abraham fell on his face. He worshipped God and he prayed, falling prostrate, falling down. Many times in the Bible says they fell prostrate on their face and they worshipped God. Number 6, looking up to heaven and praying. I like that also. Especially when I am in the open places, I like looking up and praying. John 11, 41 to 42. Jesus looked up to the heaven and he prayed before he resurrected Lazarus up. He looked up to heaven. He was praying. So five, six things we learn. You should pray loudly. You can pray with tears. You can kneel down and pray. You can lift up your hands and pray. You can fall on your face and pray. You can look up to heaven and pray. Physical action always releases power. Finally. Pray with specific people. That's the most important thing. Don't just pray with everyone. Pray with specific people. You didn't like it. Group prayer or corporate prayer is biblical. Matthew 18, 19 and 20 has a very powerful statement. Put it on the screens, please. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 19 and 20 has a very powerful verse. Jesus said, if two of you agree, turn to your neighbor, shake hands with him or her and say, we need to agree. If your husband or wife is sitting next to you, you are so blessed. Come on, come on, do it, do it, do it, do it quickly. Come on, shake hands and say, we need to agree. Come on, once again, we need to agree. Now, brothers, don't get up from your chairs, but look at your wives and say that we need to agree, even though she's sitting, she or he is sitting far. Come on, tell it, tell it five times, tell it five times. Come on, wave your hand and say, we need to agree. Come on, once again, we need to agree. We need to agree. You know why the prayers of families is not getting heard? Once you get married, you cannot pray single prayers. Especially when both of you are born again. If one of you is born again, the thing is different. Of course, you can pray, God would hear it. But after marriage, 
whatever prayer you agree god would do it in your family come on you didn't hear it now that would have answered many of your problems many of your questions because husband is praying one prayer wife is praying prayer wife is praying another prayer and year after year you are coming to hope in jesus church listening to mano mohan uncle listening to pastor anisha's message nothing is happening simple reason you have never agreed and prayed now the wife prays i want a home near electronic city church so that i can go to the church and pray now the husband says i am working in whitefield lord please give me a house in whitefield in this generation you will not get a house because you are not agreeing now the wife is praying lord please it doesn't matter what salary my husband is getting but at least let him have a job now what is husband praying lord i can't go for small jobs i will go only for 1 lakh and above you will never get a job don't worry about it and what do you say oh i went to pastor anisha's church nothing happened let me change the church you better leave my church that's the best for you when two agree in my name i will do it corporate prayers mission prayers when we go to north indian mission wherever my team has agreed together in prayer we have seen miracles you know once we were in a in a very big crusade and you know our north indian team consists of youngsters mm. these youngsters get angry very quickly so they don't don't know how to control so there was a fight between the youngsters not a big fight they pushed they pushed one among and they threw a bag a small bag to one another that day the holy spirit didn't move in the meeting i struggled to preach miracles were not happening testimonies were not happening no presence of god during the worship the people understood it that night the team decided we are going to fast tomorrow and pray next day they fasted and prayed we saw great miracles because they agreed they agreed say with me agree and pray come on once again agree and pray if your children are grown up you need to agree and pray you know there's a big miracle which happened in our ministry there's one drawback cause as well that i and daddy we don't get time to pray together which is a big setback and this year the holy spirit has specifically told me that at least once in a month i need to sit and pray with my father which i'm going to do so few years back we started our media ministry in the year 2002 in surya television we were one of the first ministries in kerala to come on television and daddy started preaching so those days because our ministry was very small because we didn't have the faith to take all the four slots of the old month one slot was 28000 we took only two slots so we didn't get the other two slots even when our ministry became big when we could afford it when we could take it we were not able to take it we were not getting it because some other people were using it so every time it was slipping out from our hands and i knew two servants of god personally who were using it so i told them if you are living please let us know but when they left because of some technical reasons we couldn't take it some other people had already booked now one day i still remember it was in the month of april first week i think i went for my birthday or daddy's birthday both of us have the have our birthdays in the month of april the whole day we sat together and we prayed for the ministry agree this was one of the prayer points we prayed 
Surya TV, we should be able to come and preach on all Tuesdays. We don't want the alternative Tuesdays. You know something? That day evening, we get a call from Surya TV. All these days, we were behind them together. They said, the person has just moved on. So we thought that we would ask you because you are one of the oldest members who is having the TV program on us. We said, yes, we want it. Just a small prayer. We just agreed on it together and it happened. Are you understanding with me? If your children are grown up, pray with them. Make them agree to that prayer and it will definitely happen. Jesus took Peter, John and James with him to agree to that prayer. That's why especially during the time of crucifixion, if they had agreed and prayed, I believe the things would have been different in the life of disciples. If Peter had prayed, I believe he wouldn't have denied Jesus. He took them with them to pray. Now, listen carefully. Coming back to the passage. Who were the three disciples who went with Jesus to pray on the Mount of Transfiguration? Peter, John and James. Why did Jesus take them? So that they would see this and do this after Jesus is ascended. Now, did they do it? Yes, of course they did it. I like it. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 1. The first thing that Peter and John did was they went into the temple at the time of prayer. Whose time of prayer? Their time of prayer. Because they cannot pray with the other people now. They couldn't pray with the Jewish people because they are in the New Testament. They are spirit filled people. Their time, the courtyard, the spaces they used in the temple. They went into the temple at the specific time to pray. Jesus taught them you need to have a specific time. Now Peter started getting time. It's specific time in prayer. What happened? The first supernatural miracle of healing took place when they went to pray. Come on, you are not with me. We all want instant miracles. We are not ready to pray. But we want instant miracles. Everything to happen so quickly. But prayer is the key. Peter was regular in prayer. I like this verse. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 9. Put it on the screens please. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 9. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 9. On the morning, on the journey he drove up tonight, Peter went to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. You know why sixth hour? Nobody would pray at the sixth hours normally. Abnormal timings. He saw it from Jesus. Now because he's so busy in the ministry, he's not able to find mountains. So what does he do? He goes to the housetop. Are you getting it? See, see the beautiful words in the Bible. Are you with me, church? He was very regular. He had a specific place, house top, secular place, deserted place where nobody would trouble him. Now you have a key here. The best place for you to pray in this busy Bangalore is your house tops. People who have access to your balconies, pray in the balcony. Nobody in my church is saying an amen. Always thinking of using balcony for birds, little gardens, fishes. But the Bible says you see balcony for prayer. Now people who have, who, have, who have access in your apartments to the top floor, which is the rooftop, go to the rooftop and pray. Seculated prayer. You need to have a place of prayer. Peter applied it. Now did prayer, did Peter pray specifically for any needs? Yes, Acts chapter 9 and verse number 40. He specifically prayed for the power to resurrect Tabitha. 
and then he said come on tabitha get up one second acts chapter 9 and verse number 440 you know the story how peter brought up tabitha back to life he didn't use the name of jesus like the pentecostal way he didn't shout hey tabitha get up get up get up in the name of jesus he didn't do that he didn't say you demon which has bound tabitha forever get out he didn't say that he said tabitha i say to you get up and the dead body rose up oh why he spent time in prayer prayer released the power of resurrection prayer release the power of miracles prayer release the power of healings prayer is very important he was paying for a specific need now specific way in the same verse says he knelt down and prayed if peter can kneel down and pray i think the bangalore church can also kneel down and pray if peter can kneel down and pray the greatest apostle of the church of god the revelation on which the church was built was given to peter he knelt down and he prayed there's a specific way he was praying finally acts chapter 4 and verse number 31 was he having corporate prayer yes he was having corporate prayer with whom was he praying acts chapter 4 verse number 31 he was praying with the believers come on somebody say amen he was praying with the believers you need to pray with believers you need to come together and pray that's why when we had a slight problem in the health issue of this sister every week we are going there and praying and last week i was telling grishma the best prayer was prashant's brother's prayer very powerfully he prayed i was surprised that how an orthodox christian from kerala can pray in such an anointing because it's corporate prayer it's corporate prayer sam brother prayed well normally he keeps off he doesn't pray very hard he keeps off himself at the back but when i said come on now five of you pray quickly for this sister he was the first one to quickly start praying because it's a corporate prayer believers need to pray together now hearing this message especially in bangalore girlfriends and boyfriends will come together to pray you can do that but call me also then first over the second amen for that youngsters don't pray on yourself if you want help of prayer there is always a pastor there is always leaders they can come and pray now when they started praying let me come back to the first verse which i read all kinds of demonic spirit can be cast out by fasting and praying what is the real meaning of fasting abstaining from things which you like people say that i don't have control over my flesh my flesh is always winning yesterday night we had a discussion on that there's a bible study going on in my church i was just a listener to that so the discussion was paul said i do things which i don't like so the concentration word was on that so every time the flesh is winning it's simple the flesh is winning because you're not praying enough now you want help from me to defeat the flesh come and fast with me for the next 5 days at least nobody is saying an amen do a full fasting god can definitely change you i praise god that god is helping me the first 3 days this is my 11th day i think 10 more days to go if i am right 11 more days to go first 3 days god gave me strength for full fasting then i applied the daniel fasting 
which is you can eat vegetables fruits dried fruits and nuts but i apply a time frame till 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock i don't eat anything but then after that and sam brother was so loving that he found out some rare dry fruits and he brought it to me for eating and i'm doing that but each time i'm fasting and praying i'm understanding more about god more revelations new messages new anointing fresh everything and i'm winning over the battle which was the devil trying to bring me to the secular world the devil is always tempting the temptation will never leave you the temptation will be there even if you are a pastor or a servant of god the temptation to pornography the temptation to watch movies the temptation to chit chat with people and waste time the temptation to watch something which is not from the word of god the temptation will be there but if you win over your flesh you can win over everything how many of you are ready to pray please stop the recording how many of you are ready to pray how many of you are ready to pray can we stand up for prayer please come on shabara banaraba